This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, having a dog totally prepares you for kids. Plus, Biz discovered a new level of hell, and Renee Colbert sits in as co-host with her dog, Tugboat. <gasps> Woo! Oh, we have... Oh, Tugboat is up! Look at that. He's in. He's ready. Oh, how exciting. It always feels a little odd when yes. I have a, another wooer in here. Sure. But I appreciate the enthusiasm, and you wooed well. Well, thank you. Now, how about that? Because I am... Listen, your show is fantastic. <laughs> I listen along. So I got a little nervous... I feel like I knew the words. Yeah. But it, it I, there was, was a part weird. where I was just the like, word. oh, I thought I knew. I thought I knew the words. So I just kind of gave a version of, whoa. What? Yeah, it was oh, woo. It's woo. No, it was fine. And Tugboat, you have had the appropriate response. Guys, there's a dog in the booth. We've had lots of different animals that crawl around <laughs> on fours, both the human and canine. Uh, and Tugboat, if you have never met Tugboat, if you do not, let me just say, Renee hosts, is one of the co-hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog? Another show here on Max Fun, which is amazing. It really is. It is, it is, it is in my opinion, the one bad mother of dog ownership. <laughs> it is where they discuss all this great stuff. Right. And, and I'm going to ask Renee to tell us a little bit more about it. But first, I have to say, if you're not familiar, you don't know Tugboat, who is like a local celebrity walking up in the studio. We'll post a picture. This dog is amazing and big, which I like. Yes. I like a big dog. And okay, uh, beautiful. And yeah, that's where I are. So, uh, Renee, tell us about... Can I pet your dog? And tell us about Tugboat. Very kind. Ca- well, yeah. thank you. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, it's called Can I Pet Your Dog? If you're not a dog person, maybe not the podcast for you. That's <laughs> fine. That's sort okay. Like this. Right. It's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But it is, uh, we're unapologetic dog lovers. So it is. That's the entire podcast. Uh, we talk about dogs we met this week, dog tech. If we ever have a guest on, we won't let them talk about their projects. We just talk about the dogs. And then recently, so I started the show because I don't know why they let me have a show. Because I didn't have you a didn't dog. You didn't have a dog. I didn't have one. Uh, but they were like, I guess, what do you call yourself? Uh, and I made up a word called a dog wanter. A dog wanter. It's not a word. <laughs> but it's, I think, a, a small population of people yeah. who like dogs but just don't have the capacity to have one. Right, right. Uh, maybe a little bit with you. Uh, I like, fall into this right? category currently. I really want a dog. Right. And But but cannot have a dog right now. Yes, exactly. And, fair enough. Well, which is fair. So I uh, so I got Tugboat. He is a Pitbull Border Collie oh, mix. Oh, yes, he is. So he's a Pitbull with fluffy ears. He's very smart. And a fluffy tail. Yeah, he is. He's, he's the friendliest looking Pitbull. Sure, yes. You've ever seen. <laughs> exactly. In fact, Pitbull doesn't come to mind. Right. Oh, we're going to get into we, this oh, stuff yeah, today. We'll, okay. Oh, we're gonna, okay. Uh, all right. So okay. I think we're caught up. You yeah. got it. It's a show. That's my dog. You got it. How are you? I'm good. Really good. Sweet tugboat. So he's a year and a half. Okay. We're going through a little bit of a phase where we can't keep the blinds up. Oh. Uh, meaning on the wall oh. lights up. Because <laughs> like, not the blinders through life. Right, right. <laughs> Which we want to live in an alternate reality. We would like to those blinders we try and keep up on. Wouldn't the that time. be great? Yes. Yes. But not those blinders. The ones literally on the wall. Why? Right. A great question. Okay. So we have a little bit of a morning routine. We go out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Come in and play. Yeah. Tugboat. Uh, just very stereotypically love squirrels more than anything in the oh, world. Okay. So we come in and we have, oh, oh, we can't play all day. So now it's time for me to try to get some work done. And you can look at the squirrels right. out the window. But he loses his mind. And so when he sees a squirrel, he jumps up and somehow consistently gets his little paw cut in the 
blinds because they have blinds now. Yeah. They're like kid safe, so yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. the strings. But he does something where he gets his yeah. paw in there when it's all the way up. So the blinds came down. Today. The blinds came down. So we had a we had a blinds coming down oh, morning. Wow. But we're doing okay now. He also his second love is power cords. Hey. So I'm just gonna keep a close eye <laughs> on this if, room right, full of power cords. Right. It is like Indiana Jones in here. Yes. But like not snakes. Power cords. power cords. Yeah. So if you suddenly can't hear me in the headphones, <laughs> he's gotten into one. He's gotten and a power cord. We'll figure it what out. Boy. Uh, how are you, Biz? I am all right. I discovered, I, I was torn on sharing this today, but then I was like, well, this really plays into our constant conversation of you never know what's happening with people. Sure. So <laughs> Saturday, I had, so as many people know, a couple of weeks ago, I did all my adulting and got all my physicals top to bottom. Great job. The works. Yes. Checking everything out. How'd it turn out? Are you going to live? Everything turned out pretty good. Great. A few irregular cells. Okay. In the old pap smear, TMI. And so, like an adult, I went in for my biopsy. Okay. quick little biopsy. Sure. Because everything's probably fine, but I have a history, so we want to check it out. Oh, my God. I want you to be a nurse so bad, and I want you to present (laughs) patients without, like, listen, here's a fun thing we're going to do. That really was. I was like, got to be a fun thing. (laughs) And they were able to do it on a Saturday morning, and I was like, okay, which was nice because hardly anybody was there and I go in and I'm not like look biopsies of your uterine lining yeah (laughs) not a lot of fun nope guys just in case you haven't done it yet it's not the best Mm -mm. I would like to say for the record it it was not the worst thing I've ever done but I knew emotionally sure I was gonna be a little depleted Mm -hmm. after it and so I went and I did it emotionally depleted and then I had to take Katie Bell to a birthday party an hour away from the house oh, at no. a place called John's Pizzeria, which is apparently a, it's like Chuck E. Cheese on like super crack. Okay. Like it is, <laughs> it was, there was, oh my God, so many buffets and so many games. There was like literally a a ride in there. Oh, wow. There was so many like children and like way like money being spent and like just loudness and (laughs) games and it just was like oh I hate everything about this like so much like I don't want to be here and I mean I love the people whose party it was I mean like all that aside sure total separation I thought now here I am Uh walking around this personal hell after having (laughs) this other thing done and I thought this is how many other people are walking around in this personal hell right now, having had who knows what they what went through this what morning? They went through this morning, and I will say it did make me think a little bit about like you know we can have these runs where everything's going pretty well, right? Just with or without kids, and then whether things are happening to you or people that you love in your life. It can be a lot, and you never know. Just the, it's just the old reminder yep. of you never know. <laughs> you never know what people you are going through. You never know what people are going through. Right. So remember to be generous when you see <laughs> horrible things happening out in the world or people just behaving not their best or whatever. Like, no matter how much you really want to be like, why the fuck are you putting on your makeup in the car? Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe their morning just was it. This they had was no the other choice. They could do. Great. Right? Uh. So, uh, so, anyway, I just thought. It, I will never look at another person in a Chuck E. Cheese or a John's Pizzeria or anything again without being like, this is bad. Who knows what they went it through. It might even be worse. Yeah. <laughs> it is 
helpful. It is helpful to create that. Like, what what did you go through? Yeah. But I would bet Biz that you were perfectly pleasant to everybody, so that nobody had to have a, like was... what she been through oh, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I could easily get lost in a large arcade. I can just no. I can hear my screams uh-huh. over the sound of the claw. Katie Bell, by the way, was like, "It is. I have to prove to you, I can make the claw game work." Oh, and I boy. was like, "Oh, just no, no, don't, no, no. This That's is okay." This is set up to take your money. Right. You will never win. But there's always somebody who's won. Of course. And then they hear that story and they're like, but I could be the winner. But none of that ties in well with what we're going to talk about sure. today. We'll swing back around. We'll, we'll do the around episode later. Right. <laughs> about sort of uh, this, the going theory out there that having dogs yes. totally prepares you for having kids. Right. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Renee. Yes. Having a dog yes. totally prepares you for kids. Uh-huh. This is something I've heard. You have a dog. I do. And you don't have children. I do not. And I would like to preface this conversation with, everybody, this is all done with a little tongue-in-cheek in the definite vein of not judging. Good. And I think I'm going to surprise everybody today by saying, I think it might actually prepare you. Whoa. But I think there are moments, and I want you to, I'm going to ask you this, have you ever said that to yourself? Had other dog owners say it to you? And what have you, do you believe it? Do you, I, we have a lot of pre-post kid discussions here of like, I was sure X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or I saw a parent doing something before I had kids and I was like, for sure I'm not. Or right. That's whatever. Judge, judge, judge. Uh-huh. Or, or I'm sure I'm ready because what, so, so do you think, what, do you think you are ready to have children? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not having anything else lined up yes. to say, and you're like, I don't know the rest of your life, but you have a dog. Right. Do you think this is a valid statement? Do you, is this your valid statement? And do you mock other people who say it because you're the one who's really prepared? Yes. I love all these questions. May I also give sort of a blanket yes. statement yes. of I feel horrible comparing taking care of my dog <laughs> to kids. I feel bad. I okay. know I'm wrong. And now I'm going to do it then for the rest of the anyway. episode. Absolutely. Okay. Very well. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, I think at the very, like, do you think it helps you prepare? I would make the comparison of I also wasn't ready for a dog. Right. I thought I was. Yeah. And then I, well, oh, the mistakes. Yeah. So many mistakes oh, did yeah. I make. So I suspect that there would be a similarity there of yeah. just like no matter how like truly ready you are for right. kids, you're not. Right. There's going to be stuff that comes up. Sure. But I will say, Biz, that yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I am excellent in putting someone's needs before mine. Well, yeah. That's simply all it takes. Get the kids in here. <laughs> so yeah, I am, oh, if I but, ever have kids, going to have a rude awakening. Well, is, I, we, I, you know, my personal thought is, yes, we are not going to judge what other people say about what they are or are not ready for, because everyone will come to their own come-to-God moment. Sure, yes. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully, everyone has that humbling moment of, well, that was wrong. Right. I was wrong about that. <laughs> that was, wow. Oh, boy. Egg on my yeah. face. <laughs> but I actually think there is some... There is some preparation for having kids. I, I'm with you. I grew up with animals all the time, but I did not grow up with kids. Right. Okay. There were no other kids. Like, I was the youngest. There were no little ones. I didn't babysit. I didn't like none of that. Right. 
But I had dogs. Yeah. And we had cats. Yeah. And lots of them. And I do feel like there was, I was raised in a house by parents who were like, well, you know, if the dog needs something, you give it to the, you respect the animals in your house. Like if they, if you had an instinct that something was wrong with the animal, you would take them to the vet. You would trust your instinct. Yes. Right? Exactly. You would, if somebody was coming up and messing with your animal, you would step up and be like, hey, don't. Right. That's not okay. Yes. And yeah, so I feel like when I had kids, there definitely was a moment of like, oh, that's similar. Like, if I have a, I trust my instinct. I have experience trusting my instinct. Right. And I had already made mistakes of not trusting my instinct or listening to my instinct with animals as well, where I was like, they're probably fine, or this isn't, yeah. you know, time to put them down. We're not putting the <laughs> child down. But you know what I mean, where you're like, oh, I've learned this lesson that I should trust my gut, right? Yes. I, I feel like that is pretty on par. I would also say, I don't know if you feel this way, but I used to be a personal trainer. Okay. So I think, and sometimes you'll see this on social media too, somebody will go out for their very first run right. and oh boy, do they yes. come back with a status. I'm about to run yeah. a marathon. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm in. I'm back. And then you're proud of them. You're like, yes, that is the first step. Yes. That's the first step. But now you've got six months of like intense, painful <laughs> training ahead of you. Exactly. <laughs> so I think like, yes, that's a first step, yeah. but you're not accounting for the amount of work that that's right. coming to you. Right. Well, no one so believes that, but no one yeah. believes And that's right. got to be true of, like, dog ownership, too, right? Because I, I feel like just as there are, like, people listening right now saying, fuck you, there's no <laughs> way that's preparing you for kids. Right. I would have to say as a dog owner, when people are like, I am totally ready for a dog. Yeah. Because I was like, I was saying this beforehand, like I would really like to have a dog. And some of my super naive thoughts of why I'm ready is, uh, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to have an accountability buddy. I'm going to, uh-huh. I'm going to get out and be exercising with my dog. Yeah. All these walks, being back outdoors, hiking, all this is going to be great. But the reality is, is I probably don't want to do it every single day. Right. But I would have to. But it'd be, yeah, a yeah. little bit. It's going to yeah. match it. But I think you you actually do have a, like a really firm grasp of what it's like. I wonder if maybe I could tell you why yeah. my dog makes me think I'm ready for kids. And you'd okay, be like, please. oh, honey. Okay. Oh, oh, sure. Buddy. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when I first got Tugboat, yeah. I was startled that we didn't instantly connect. It, yeah. it took me as I was just like, oh, he'll be love at first sight. And it took us like three months to like, well, okay, this is my dog. Yeah. I understand what you're doing. I just, so that makes me think. <laughs> That though I know nothing about babies, <laughs> I handled my dog yes. not knowing what he was like he for was three like, months. So probably in about three months, I'll get the hang of you a get baby. The hang of babies. Yeah. Um, for me, it took six months. Sure. <laughs> for me, it took a little longer. Yeah. No, but there. But that is comparable. I think. You know, there's a there is this idea that as soon as you become a parent, as soon as a kid enters your life, right? Because for the most part. However you got your kid, you probably put some thought of some kind, even the surprise you've got kids. Right. Uh, <laughs> they, you have some processing, or maybe at some point in time you thought about what it would be like. Right. And the story is, you're going to love them immediately. Right. You're going to like them immediately. Right. And it's going to just be supernatural and uh, feel like you've got it. Yeah. And what apparently is true is it's a real struggle, like, all the like that those first I mean like yeah I loved my children but I I didn't like them right I mean like sure. I, well with Katie Bell I that was a different experience and Ellis it was a totally different experience yeah. I was like I don't understand how this one works this one's not working the way the first one worked and like I don't 
know if I like him. Right. Right. Yeah, it's going to so, take a second. Yeah, it's going to yeah. take a second. And I, so I think that's fair. I think that there's, and I would imagine, I know how much, look, no, dogs are not uh, human children. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I was saying at the beginning, the big difference from one of the big differences is <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do everything I can for the animals in my life up to a price point. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. That's such okay. a good point. But like, yep. I would have never hesitate right. with my children. Yeah. And that is just a fair thing I am saying. No, yep. look, I would spend a lot right. for my pets. Yeah. But there would come a point where I would be like, okay, but, you know, we're going to make some hard decisions here. Uh-huh. That I wouldn't ever think about making with kids. So, right. but that, that said, if you own a, if you have a dog in your life or a, any pet in your life, you have it because you love them. Yes. And you are emotionally connected to them. They are part of your family. I will never, ever not think of every, every animal we've ever had is on the wall, like in a picture. You know what I mean? Like they are <laughs> not, our not family. taxidermy, not taxidermy. Not taxidermy. It's a photo. Too far for me. Right. <laughs> for me. We have too many other things in the house sure. right now. Yes. Another time. Right. I have no judgment about the taxidermy. <laughs> Only if they're like in a real ferocious, like like wrestling a bear. Right. Not that my animals <laughs> ever did that. Sure. But so I so I don't ever want to discount the emotional connection that people feel with their animals, which I do think if you're able to emotionally connect with an animal, it's gonna give you some help in emotionally connecting with because there are like Dogs are not easy. Yeah. They're not easy. Like, there's training. There's the, I mean, Stefan, when we were, I was like, I want to get a dog. He was like, it can't be a puppy. Right. We can't do that. It's too much work. It's really too much work. Like, I need a cat dog is apparently what I want. (laughs) Yeah. Like, a nice senior dog. We can find you one. just wants to rest out the rest of their lives (laughs) on the couch, covered in cats, watching Netflix. Right. Um, But. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's fair to say that there is some emotional maturing that happens as a pet owner. Yes. Because you've got to go through a lot. I mean, there, your, your dog is peeing and pooping on the floor. True. And ruining things. Yes. That you valued. Yes. And that is comparable. Yeah. I will say, here's one thing that I think you have to hold on to a lot longer, is that you can, so you catch a dog misbehaving, yeah. there's some screaming that can happen yeah. that I had to learn, like, oh, that's me. Yeah, that's, that's me screaming. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I'm so yeah. sorry. And I think there's just, I want to be careful with this because you should yeah, never sure. scream at a dog either. It's a love and kindness. Yeah. But I do think the damage is far less severe <laughs> to well, scream at a dog than at a kid. Whoops. Not or stuff like that. <laughs> the, there's a lot of screaming in my house. Uh, or it's not screaming at, it's more that I just only talk apparently in an elevated voice all the time. Like, what is even happening in this house? This is what mothers sound like, right? Right. But while I'm pretty sure the kids are going to survive it because there's lots of more positive moments in our day right. besides the uh, screaming on my part. I And I feel it's probably true for the dog, the dog-dog owner relationship. Right. Um, I think there's still guilt Yep. Do you come on? A big part of parenting that you have to prepare for, right. that no one prepares you for, is the guilt. Yes. You feel guilty about everything. So talk to me about dog guilt. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, completely. And I, I guess maybe sort of an overarching thing is that if you were just not ready for kids yeah. at all, yeah. uh, having a dog could sort of help with these things that you didn't know that right. you had. Yeah, sure. So it'll be, I oh, I, oh, I've accidentally treated him wrong. Yeah. So uh, when I first got him food. I didn't know that pit bulls have a tendency sure. to be allergic to chicken. Oh, okay. So yeah, he had yeah. a little stomach. So I was like, ah, I was poisoning him. Right, uh, right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, to like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I should yeah. have read more articles. I yeah, should have I can't figured it out. Relate, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also that's a, like all I had to do was switch him to salmon, and now right, right, he's right, right. Fine. I also wasn't prepared for how defensive I will get about anybody critiquing him. At oh, all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, I had a friend who came who over. Who said something right. bad about Tugboat. Precisely. kill them. And what they're saying is accurate. I had right. a friend come over. She had also just gotten a dog. And so the dogs were playing together. And Tugboat, he's, just, he's rambunctious. Yeah. He's a border collie pit bull. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so he was jumping on the couch and then like sort of body slamming the other dog. That is what was happening. <laughs> You're ready for a certain type of kid. <laughs> <laughs> but the other dog like kept coming back yeah. to play. So it was giving indication like, oh, they're just having a good time. Right. But my pal was like, look at this WWF wrestler. Yeah. What a wrecking ball. And I was hurt. Oh, yeah. So upset. And I think it's a combination of how dare you say anything bad about right. something that's mine. Also, you're right. And that stunk a little bit that I should find a way to, to well, but I was gonna say, take care of that. The real guilt there. Let me tell you what you should yes, feel please, guilty yes, about. Tell me this. Is the like... <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? Have I let my dogs do this? Am I supposed to be doing something different? Like, playdates. And uh, Teresa, I need to go back and talk about playdates again, especially as kids get older. Because it used to be, like, with little kid playdates, that's just about barely talking to the other adults in the room because your kids go in different directions. You're really just looking for somebody you can have wine with at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and won't judge you. But, like, kids are playing together, right? right? There are some kids that come in and do the, like, whole, like, I'm taking everything in your your house (laughs) and throwing it on the floor, and you're like, my child doesn't do that. No, please don't. But there is this, when you see the other child doing whatever they're doing, Mm -hmm. Be it really good or not what your kid would do, right. it becomes, am I doing so, what am I doing that my child's not behaving that way if I want to, if I, if I like that other behavior yeah. <laughs> or, or you also get so used to like how your kid is. That you think it's normal, yeah. and then you get out in the world, and you're like, maybe it's not normal. Is this normal? Right. I don't know. Am what I ruining I you? Yes. What is she doing yes. wrong? <laughs> Make your kid stop body slamming my kid. Right? But, like, there's guilt. It's it's the guilt and the judging. And I had a question for you. I was thinking about this. You, ha, ha, ha dogs are different <laughs> than kids because sure. people just come up and touch your dog all the time. And right. it's totally okay. It is not okay with children. Everybody knows that. Right. And they want to kiss your dog. We made all these jokes yeah. uh, recently at the Max Fun Closeout Show, which you can find on YouTube. Delightful. It's a lot of fun. Biz was hilarious. Oh, Tugboat was on the table. <laughs> it was amazing. But, like, but for example, you could put Tugboat on the table. And we did talk briefly about uh, everybody went, aww. Right. And if I had put, like, Ellen on the table everybody like no one would have probably said oh they wouldn't have been mad at me but there would be like some like what's what happening is happening and Tuck wasn't well behaved it was he was walking along on the table he would stand up he would sit down he would like not sit still but imagine a four year old was walking back and forth on the table standing up they would have gone crazy yeah but so I know that when people come up like a guilt judging self judging trigger for me is people will come up and want to like say something to my children or to me about my children even friends right. especially friends it's worse and it's just the day where Ellis is not having it yep and like has the big meltdown or like they say something like today Ella uh, Stefan was like everything's all topsy turvy because Ellis had switched where we were sitting at the breakfast table right and Stefan said it was topsy turvy and. Ellis began to cry and said, I don't like it when you use the word. And now I am very sad. He's got all the feels. Sweetheart. And and now part of it's that. Part of it's like, all right. Okay. Move along. It's tough. Move along. But like, 
he's he gets a lot of the feels. Yeah, and they can come out anytime. And so I would sit there and I think, well, okay, now I'm. Is it me? Should I have like? Should he never interact socially with people? <laughs> should we just continue to keep him inside forever? What should? How should I be reacting to this response in front of other people? Should I be being firm? Should I be like very loving and let's go? I mean, I don't. Yeah, you know, I, like eight years out, I'm a little better at what my response should be. <laughs> but like, there are definitely moments where I'm like, well, I, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, and and what does everybody think about me? So, but if people were coming up. And just touching your dog right. without your permission. And I want to know, what's that like? And two, dogs don't always respond well to touch. True. It's not like everybody's a dog person. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I would imagine that that would be some, like, self-judging guilt. Like, if you're, tell me tell me about that. Yes, completely that. So, it is, I think it's twofold. One is, he's great with people. He's not great with other dogs. Uh, yeah, no, this is a thing. Yeah. You should, uh, who wants and, to spend two hours talking to Renee? <laughs> All right. I do. So, and not in that he doesn't get along with them. He just really wants to play with them. And yeah. I don't know if that's indication of his personality or his age. Yeah. But he just wants to play with everybody and not a lot of dogs want to. Right. So my first set of guilt is when he sees another dog and he starts barking and yeah. he won't let it go, mm-hmm. then I get embarrassed. I'm like, pull it together. Behave well. Yeah, yeah, you are yeah. here to be adorable. <laughs> and then I feel bad. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a dog. Right. You dragged him out here. Yeah. But then there's also the like, uh, I, I feel bad about it, but I'm just like, did you want to stay home? That was your other option. <laughs> I Come on, work with me here. <laughs> You're a dog. Right. You're supposed to be out. Exactly. Right. Uh, so then I there's the guilt of me feeling bad that he's misbehaving. But then when he's super, super good, mm. I think towards the very, very end of Max, like it's Max Fun yeah. people. So people everybody was. Chaos. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants a piece of tugboat too. Sure. And it's a different environment. This is true for children. Right. You're putting them in an environment that is not normal for them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But I will also say, like, the demographic of Max Fun people is so yeah. kind, so nice, oh, so polite. I know. They are. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Uh, everybody was quite, but it was a lot of stimulation. I think at the end of that drive, yeah. there was just one of him looking up at me, like, how long are we doing this for? Yeah. And then I was like, I didn't even think about that. Maybe you hate this. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah. I think it's the just uh, what what is the balance between this is fun and exciting yeah. for you? And how much should I care what other people think? Well, because I was going to say, you were talking about the, like, dog. So the dog doesn't like dogs as much as he likes people. Right. And I, my brain immediately went to a question that would be super loaded with judgment. Yes. If I, like, which happens with kids. Like, where, like, let's say if there's a kid, I mean, a lot of kids right. want to be social with other kids. Right. They're asking kids. And a parenting thing would be like, well, so I should be socializing my kid more. With, right. Because then my question would be. In all honesty, to fix that, do you take him to a dog park more? Like, you know, but I would also say if I was the dog owner, I would suddenly be like, well, should I be taking him to the dog owner? Are you saying I don't? Because, yeah, look, Ellis doesn't eat anything. Right. And everybody's got an opinion on how I can help Ellis eat more things. Sure. And a lot of it makes me feel like I've never tried anything with my kid. Right. And I have. Of course you have. I've tried. Of course you have. There's been a lot of internet reading. There's been lots of, (laughs) I'm going to put it in a mini muffin band. It's Uh like, who doesn't want to go to an hors d'oeuvre party? Right? Like, you try everything. And one question can make you feel like, A, have I tried everything? And B, Fuck you. I've tried everything. Yeah. So have you taken them to a dog park? (laughs) Yes. Great. So yes, I have. No, that's perfect. And that is such a valid question. It's a good one of, and I feel the same way. I'm like, well, how can I? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He was taking a little nap. He's looking up just like, yeah, mom, let's hear how you can do better. Brings Curtis in. My laugh and volume also wakes that poor baby up. Go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love it. So, yes, that exactly. And this brings sort of a bigger topic that I don't know that we get to weigh in or, or there is a right answer is that I'm not super well off financially. Right. So there's like I make sure he eats the best food yeah. and I make sure he gets plenty of exercise. But as far as like putting him, there's a place in downtown L.A. called Zen Dog that okay. uh, is all positive reinforcement good but a fortune yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to pay for. And so I think it is. It's a lot of Internet reading, but then wondering, oh, is this right, right. for my dog? And then another set of guilt is because he's a rescue. Yeah. I was like, oh, did I did I deny him the opportunity to be with somebody who, because we're in L.A., who's who like a multi-billionaire who could right. have given him the best life? Oh, but then we know the answer. Sure. That well, that's very sweet. You give this dog so much love. But you do wonder of... Uh, well, I've, sure. Right, right. <laughs> My children what can I do to make this better? Experience. Right. right. No, I know. But well, that's interesting because I think with kids, at least for me... I have to go immediately to, I can't ever think about that. Right. I can't, if I can't give them a certain type of school, if I can't give them a certain type of, you know, extracurricular experience, or if they have needs and I can only meet them part way, I can't meet them all the way, yeah. you know, or I have to figure out how to make it work within the our confines. Could they be better if we had a bazillion dollars or, yep. you know, whatever? And I have to sit there and think, well, no, no. Right. I ha- you have to say no. So I think that that's like a fair thing with, you know, I think people who open their homes up to animals, especially rescue animal, well, any animal, but like rescues, everybody should be getting rescue dogs. It's, I, I think, no, there's not a better <laughs> opportunity for the dog. The dog, yeah. you, get, you get what you get. You sure. don't get upset. Exactly. And maybe there is, maybe there could be, but there's nothing we can do about it. Now, kind of like we didn't get to choose the families we oh, were right. born into. So right. I think Everybody, you're just going to like. I know. This dog clearly I lacking for love and attention. <laughs> so you you had suggested touching on this, which I think is interesting because you, let's say, yes, having yes. a dog totally professional. <laughs> Let's pretend uh-huh. that's the takeaway. Yes. And then you have a child comes into your house somehow. Right. You get a kid. And then you have this relationship with your pet that changes. Right. Because I, you know, we had the cats with both kids. Well, different cat. I mean, one one poor cat's been there the whole time. But right. <laughs> poor me. Yeah. But uh, the other one's been there half the time. But, like, there, you know, there was, like, a two-year time where they definitely got, it, they just weren't. The center. Right. They got their attention, but it was like, okay, of all the things living in this house, you guys are going to, you're going to have to kind of shift to the end of the line in comparison to what you were getting before this, this child came into the house. Yes. And there's definitely guilt. Of course. Uh, as, as the, you know, pet family person that. There was a lot of guilt with that. There was a lot of, sorry, Onion. I wish. I'm sorry. I know. I'm this out. This is the best I got. Yep. This is the best we got. Right. And now everything's balanced back out, and everybody's like, you know, we're on the other side of it, and everybody gets lots of attention. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think there's some guilt. I don't know. Is that a concern? Is that like... Yeah, definitely. I guess all the parents I know, including yeah. my brother, who was super, super, super close with their dog before they had my nephew, and just immediately that dog, um, I guess the, the little thing that they say is like, the dog becomes a dog Yeah, oh, for a little bit. Like, it's, it's still, <gasps> you love them. That's a really interesting still, thing to say. Right, but the dog yeah, becomes, becomes a dog, a dog. and now oh. the baby is the, the son. Ba- yeah. So I'm going to say the most messed up thing uh, this whole podcast <laughs> So I, so it, I, I, it's just me and the dog. There's yeah. no spouse. There's no roommate. Yeah. There's no. So yeah. I've bonded with him so, so tightly. Tightly. Biz, I had the idea of I'm gonna have a kid so that when tugboat dies, it hurts less. less. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine me trying to tell my 
my child back. They're just like, I decided well, to have you so I wouldn't be sad about my dog. <laughs> insane. <laughs> Truly insane. Wow. That may be the most honest thing that has ever been said on this podcast. Uh-huh. And I... Do not judge you, friend. Well, thank you. you. Would you like to judge the fact that it's become a little more aromic in this area? I think I feel like Tugboat did a little toot for us, did and they? I just want to apologize uh, if I'm it gets so to you. I'm so dead to things. Okay, and I'll just blame you. Okay, yes. Very well, that's good. the yes. plus side of having a dog. That is, you get yeah. to really blame every <laughs> odor on the dog, <laughs> which, uh, which just to tie things up uh, tightly, is exactly what I do with our children. It was the child. <laughs> that's it. I don't that know was, to tell it you. was the child who did it. <laughs> She's having dietary issues. It was not <laughs> me. Nope, couldn't have been. Yeah. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. Look, if you work, if you just brought home a newborn baby, if you have any of the things happening in your life that we constantly talk about on this show, the last thing you want to do is come home and clean your house. Uh, Quit pushing off the cleaning chores and hire a housekeeper instead. It is nice to allow somebody to come and help you. To save 30% off on a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Renee. Yes. As our guest, I'm going to let you genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. Oh, thank you. So now again, it has to be a, a dog. That's fine. Forgive me. So my genius is he's so destructive and goes through toys so quickly. <laughs> so something that I have come up with that is cheaper is he loves fish. So uh-huh. I put a little salmon oil pill into a washcloth and mm-hmm. I tie it into a knot Ooh. and then I throw it at him. And that's a, a solid 30 minutes of him trying to get at the fish oil pill and wow. the knot cost me about 45 cents. Wow. Not bad. This is not bad. Thank you. That is Really good job. Thank you. Very good. Now, Fizz, uh, what's your genius? Oh, okay. So this is this is a long game that has just started to pay off, and Stefan today was like, this is genius. Right. right. So the morning routine involves breakfast, getting everybody ready, and then everybody gets to watch 30 minutes of television before we leave the house. Perfect. Which is great. Our kids totally can shut it off. Right. I appreciate this may not last forever. But, and then one of the things that happens then is I make my coffee, and everybody knows I, this is I, this is important that I get to grind my beans and do my little cappuccino that I do in the morning. But the grinder, whenever we do it, Ellis would scream, and we'd be like, uh, okay. But now, somehow, we have, like, trained him that as soon as we say, 
grinder. And he pauses the show <gasps> and we grind. And then we say, done. And he unpauses the show. And Steph and I were like, this really does feel like a next level has happened. Like yeah. we've unlocked something <laughs> yeah. that has made our morning just a little better. Now, it absolutely has. I can't imagine the, well, just to take a kid away from any TV yeah. show to get them to yeah. listen is that yeah. in and of itself is oh, I know. Uh, victory. Yeah, that's yeah. just, they're just built that way because I was kids. not that kid. Show me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Do not take my mother, mother TV away from me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Our son Charlie was getting really tired before bed, and we could tell that his flip out was imminent. So uh, what I did was we had a few glow sticks lying around, and uh, I just took one and told him, basically, if you get ready for your bath, uh, we'll give you a glow stick. And sure enough, he just stripped right down, hopped in the tub. I broke down the glow stick, tossed him in, and he was thrilled. Great night. Great way to put him down. And I am just beside myself with how exciting it was. So, anyway, thanks. Good yeah, job. Yeah, great job. This is like, it's it's similar to the washcloth. It yeah. is all about seeing the problem. Right. And fixing it immediately. And the glow stick thing is so good. Like I, whenever I see somebody selling glow sticks for like a dollar, like 10 for a dollar, mm-hmm. like in those packets at like Michael's or whatever, I just bulk yep. up. Yeah. Bulk up. Huge hit. You're doing such a great job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Renee. All right. So Tugboat has a, a, I use the app WAG to take him on walks. Uh, And so the way that it works is uh, somebody comes, they take the dog on a walk, you get a report card afterwards. Okay. So I got uh, a report card (laughs) that said, oh, what what an adorable boy. I had a lot of fun with him. He caught a baby possum immediately. Don't worry, I got it out. Otherwise, what a great walk. So just in the middle, he did what? Oh, God. And then here's, I rectified it. So this is going to sound like, oh, you horrible, horrible person. And then I fixed it. So, but my initial thing was to defend Tugbo. I was yeah. like, what walker is letting him get a hold of a possum? What is happening? Right, right. This is, yeah. So instead of choosing the, you can tip them 30%, 20%, 10% or none. Yeah. I chose 20%. And then immediately was like, how traumatizing was that for that walker? That is insane. That's insane. That's, that's insane. So I immediately called Wag and I was like, "Can I do? Can I do forty? That yeah. was so nice." <laughs> but the fail was my dog caught a possum. Oh, good boy! And then I blamed a walker. <laughs> no, is... You're totally ready for parenting today. <laughs> Totally how it goes. Sure. What have you yeah, done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What my job? Definitely yeah. not my child. Uh, Swinging the possum over their head. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Onion, the one I cat, has been dragging around a baby possum for like weeks. Oh, now. sure. Absolutely. I hate possums. Yeah. Uh, As do I. I dislike bit. them. I know. What was your fail? Please? Oh, okay. This is one of those like metaphysical fails that like it goes nowhere. Sure. Uh, <laughs> or people are like, what? And you're going to be like, what? Okay. So I, I, sometimes I don't sleep well. Right. And I can get to sleep great. Right. But if a child wakes me up in the middle of the night, it, all bets are off. Now we're up. Uh, yeah, now we're up. Yeah. And so I mean, I've started doing the eye mask, and I'm like laying there, and I'm like really trying to get to sleep, and I can't do it. And my fail, this is something I really try and control, but it doesn't, I can't always control it, but I have 
what Teresa uses the correct clinical term for, which is unwanted thoughts. Sure. And then I just like spend three hours trying to get unwanted thoughts out of my head. Yeah. And as I was trying to explain to Stefan, he's like, well, what are they? And I'm like, I can't share them with you mm-hmm. because you won't be able to process the horrible images. Yep. That go through my head of absolute worst case scenario. Right. And I, guys, my fail is I can come up with horrible <laughs> scenarios. Uh-huh. And then I'm not sleeping. And now I'm today, you know, you sit there and you're like, well, now I'm not rested. And I'm on constant alert yeah. for, <laughs> for like, guys, <laughs> not even movies. I just need don't worry i'll be in therapy on friday and we'll bring these back up with her um it's all going to be okay but it does feel like oh why can't i just get past that i know i know I, it's just a thing yeah it's the okay. face i'm giving like and nobody can and that's no. why they're unwanted I know. it's because we, nobody knows how to make them go away it's so difficult i know it's yeah. true i i need maybe i need a comfort dog yeah. well the cat on my head did not necessarily help though he was trying to work it out of, of my course. out of my brain <laughs> Okay, this is a major fail. My second grader is learning to spell bad words, so he's been writing them on everything, and we just discovered that he wrote fuck on the back of his grandma's window (laughs) on her car. Okay, so I suck pretty bad. You're amazing! Okay, you're amazing, and I know, I know that no one wants fuck on the back of grandma's car. I also don't know your grandma. Yeah. Uh, she might be like way into it and be like, people might be like, fuck, grandma's right. coming. Right? Also, <laughs> you have made everybody yes. driving behind grandma's day. Oh. They're so happy. They're so happy about this. Yeah. And I just like, I, again, when it happens to me, yep. it will not be as funny. <laughs> or maybe it will be, which just proves the kind of parent I am. Right. But I... Do have a special affection for children and swears. Uh huh. Could be the old bad news bears kind of kid, original 70s style uh, in me. But I just, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And just think, your child knows how to spell. See? Really? I, you're doing remarkable. And really, it's grandma's fault. She should have that car wash. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Come on, Grandma. Wouldn't be able to do it if we didn't have dust. Pull it together. (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Support for One Bad Mother comes from Audible. Audiobooks are a great sidekick for summer activities like hiking, sunbathing on the beach, running, road tripping, enjoying downtime outdoors, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your summer with more stories like My Sister's American Housewife Book. And even if you are not downtiming on the beach and instead walking around your house, possibly cleaning it, and or on your way back and forth to drop-ups and pickups, Audible has something for you. Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook in their store, regardless of price, and unused credits roll over to the next month. Didn't like your audiobook? You can exchange it, no questions asked. Start a 30-day trial and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash badmother or text badmother to 500-500 to get started. 
Welcome everyone to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Titan Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Titan Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tyson Fights Podcast. Tyson Fights. I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? <laughs> would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it, like, I don't know, can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what, do you, what do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun? Or on iTunes. Sounds What's good the- to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Renee. Yes, ma'am. This has been a delight. You are so fun. It, you are fun. You know what's also fun? Yes. Is listening to a mom have a breakdown. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. I have two children. One is three and a half. One is one month. Oof. My husband is gone on his second of three business trips since the baby's been born. The next one is eight weeks overseas. The baby is having significant health issues. It's requiring a lot of extra testing and doctor's appointments and really scary words that begin with C and end with R. And I, of course, am terrified of, you know, the big C when it comes to your child. And I'm, I'm handling all of this. I'm handling this. What I'm not handling is the fact that people keep saying they will help and then they don't, or they try, They do what they have decided is helpful, but not what I say is helpful. I say I need sleep because I'm the only one here at night, and I need someone to watch the children while I take a nap. What happens instead is that someone does the dishes and doesn't know where to put them, and so they leave wet dishes all over the countertop, or for God knows what reason. They completely <laughs> rearranged my cabinets, and now I can't reach things because they thought that was helpful. It is not. I'm in my second hour of cleaning messes that I specifically said, please don't do that. Just today. I, I could be sitting with my three-year-old who's in the other room screaming for me, so I have to hang up. But no, I can't because I'm having to clean up the messes that were made when I specifically said, I need X. And they said, I think you really need mm-hmm. Y. And I didn't need Y. I'll wrap you up. Okay. So I, I just need someone to legitimately help me. Okay. I, I think I'm done. You're doing a really great job. Thanks for the show. Bye. Oh, Biz. First of all, I know we might have just broken Renee. Okay. First of all, you are doing a remarkable job. A, unlike most people, you led 
with the big stuff. You didn't bury the lead in this. You've got a partner who's traveling and has not been able to be there because of work, which is a fair situation for so many families. And you have this three-year-old, that's a lot, and you have a brand new baby who you are really having to be really tested and really having a lot falling on you. And I'm sure your partner emotionally, as you guys go through checking your child's health and, and, and providing everything you can. And that is, and scary words are being used. And I, I really think you're remarkable for not burying that lead because we could spend a whole extra show talking about how much that is. Right. I also, but then I, I, I kind of think it's amazing that the bigger problem that you're dealing with right now is the health issue. And I think this is real. This yeah. is, I have been so guilty of going in to help somebody and making assumptions mm-hmm. and I'll clean the kitchen. Yes. And oh my God, do they not want me to do that? A hundred percent. I do that all the time. Yeah. I'm such an overhelper and such a wrong overhelper. Wrong overhelper. And it's, it's what's really hard is... It's hard to say to the helper, "Yeah, you're not helping. You made it worse. You made it you worse. You made it worse. You yeah. made it worse. <laughs> no one wants to hear that. Yeah. As helper people, we have to get used to hearing that. Right. And we have to get used to believing when people say they want X that they want X. And that's all they want. their help. Yeah. Because I think you've done such a good job of being clear as to what you want. It's not like this is a call where you're like, I wish people knew. Right. You said. I tell people I want sleep. Yes. Just come watch the kids. And it made me think, you know what? People say they want to help with kids, but sometimes people don't want to really be around your kids. Right. Not just your kids. I mean, any kids. Well, and I think it's also the case of that situation. Like, I barely made it through that phone call. That situation, it's such high stakes. It's so overwhelming that I think sometimes people, it's not that they don't want to help. It's that they can't handle it. They can't handle it. That right. To be around this baby who we don't know what the right. health issues oh, are. Oh, that's a really good point. To, oh, I'm going to allow myself to get connected and now I'm on for the journey is yeah. so selfish. It's so selfish, but I think it's also a reason of like, it's just easier for me to do the dishes. To do the dishes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really good point. I think there's, there's so, you, you never know with the helpers, like what, you know, any of this is triggering for them. And yeah, I mean, people legitimately think a physical, fixing something physically is what somebody needs. And so I think you're doing a remarkable job. And I know that we really try to avoid unsolicited advice on the show, but you were, one thing you could ask for, you were saying, I just want people to help the way I need them to help. One thing you could do is ask people who want to help you to give you some money to pay for somebody to come in and watch your kids while you sleep, to pay for a sitter That's smart. to come in, right? Like if people all chipped in 10, 20 bucks, yeah. you know, you could pay for somebody to come in three times a week for three hours to watch your kids while you sleep. And, you know, and then then if you did have somebody who wanted to come in, if you decided, I yeah, all right, will you come make some dinner or just get some food in the house or just run the dishes, you know, in the sink? And, you know, but, like, you shouldn't have to be in charge of teaching people how to, like, do your dishes. So, right. like, and yeah. that's a lot. So, like, I think it's, that that might be a way that people can help you. Yeah, and we'll remove the guilt, I think, yeah, of just, like, them. I'm going to sleep and you're being paid. Yeah. So oh, I'm going to yeah. sleep soundly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's yeah. not I like mean, you feel guilty or owe them. Yeah, exactly. So I I just think... You're remarkable for what you're handling right now. Uh, and I think you've done such a good job, again, of being clear about your needs. 
And really, this call is for the rest of us to start remembering to to really listen when somebody's looking for help. When right. we offer help, to really listen and do what they want us to do. I always like to do the caveat of, okay, mm-hmm. I will do that. If you change your mind and decide you would like me to do X, Y, or Z, I am also happy to do that. Right. There's nothing you can't ask, and I will do it however you want me to do it, right? right. Like, yeah. even if I just leave all the clean dishes hand-dried in a pile, if that's helpful, right? Because sometimes people do have a hard time asking for for specifics, right? right? So as those are helpers out there, we, the biggest thing we can do to help is to listen and do what, exactly what they right. want us and to do. and ask, what yeah. specifically yeah. can I do exactly. to help? Exactly. Yeah. So I am not going to go through and fold all your clothes for you. <laughs> I just confirming that when you asked me to watch your kids, you didn't really want me to do that. Right. Done. Fair enough. I hope your children like television because that's what we're doing that's for the next doing. three hours. Yep. You are doing a remarkable job. Renee? Yes. What did we learn today? Oh, boy. Um, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. no I, ahead. I'm not what ready you, for kids. No, I'm not ready. I, that's not what my takeaway was. <laughs> my takeaway was I really think that after, you know, ha, ha, ha. Uh, no, uh, maybe dogs, maybe children, maybe things are like, maybe they're not. But I do think that as we were talking, the thing that kept coming up was unconditional love. Yeah. And really trying to do what's best for for the your family. Right. Yeah. Whoever makes up that family. And, and that, you know, having a dog is loaded with all the same judgment and guilt that being a parent is. And I do think that they're working through... The unconditional love, the guilt that comes with the dog and ownership and uh, the stress of not showing if you're doing the right thing or taking care of them the right way and making mistakes and having to get over those mistakes right. and move on. That Those are real things. They're not to be belittled just because the person you're the thing you're caring about is on four legs and not two. Mine's on four legs for the first two years of their lives. <laughs> so I don't I don't want to belittle it. I don't want to belittle it. I mean I wouldn't necessarily say it to somebody who's got a six month old in their house and they haven't slept. <laughs> yeah. But uh, those of us with slightly older kids who are already a little dead inside, I think it's a fair thing to say, you know what? No, because like even even people who have like one kid and they're like, well now it's gonna be really easy to have two. Right. There's always somebody on the other side who can be like, you don't know. It's a learning curve. And you don't. It's, and but you I don't. also think it's all anecdotal. Yeah. You don't know until you actually go through it. That is exactly right. So, yeah. So I think it's not too unfair. And I also think Tugboat is the most amazing dog. <laughs> You're so kind to because him. Because he's laying here. He's slept through me, which is impossible. <laughs> and he's got like one leg up just on Renee as if he is holding her hand. Sure. While yeah. he sleeps. Just connecting. Just, just real quick. Just connect. Yeah, Biz, I, uh, you're so sweet to be like, he got through me. He got through me. I think we both are uh, a lot. Uh, right. So. Sure, fair enough. We haven't even explored what poor dogs have to put up with exactly. in these houses. So you're delightful and he's had plenty of practice. <laughs> I have uh, just a couple of announcements before we get going. Uh, again, Teresa and I are going to be in Chicago in May, May 11th and 12th. The 12th is sold out, but May 11th, there are still a few tickets left. That's going to be very exciting. We're announcing guests later this week, so check social media for that. Also, there is a meetup that we are going to talk about, Kansas City. 
One Bad Mothers, Saturday, May 19th, are going to be gathering for a potluck picnic lunch at Black Hoof Park in Lenexa. Lenexa? Okay. That is exciting. That is, uh, I didn't screw that word up. <laughs> Bring your kids some food and hang out with some other local parents who are getting really good at this. For more details, check out the OBM Kansas City subgroup on Facebook. That's great. Kansas City, one bad so parents. Fun. I want to go. I know. It's always fun. Yeah. Meetups are always fun. Uh, and if you have a meetup, if you want to plan one in your area, let us know. We'll let people know. Again, that's May 19th, Kansas City. Check that out on their Facebook subgroup. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. Again, you may be uh, about to have to go to a John's Pizzeria somewhere. (laughs) You might be being really good at taking care of yourself and have to do some difficult tests. Your partner might be traveling, and you might be dealing with a lot of stuff on your own. You might have to be traveling, which is its own whole ball of wax. You might have to be stepping away, which is a lot. And, you know, those are just like the most minute of things in the grand scheme of things that are going on in our lives. We got people out there dealing with grief. We have people dealing out there with relationship issues. We have people out there doing this uh, all by themselves. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like that's always like the most profound thing at the end of every show. It's like on our best days, it's a lot. Yeah. And you're doing a really good job. Renee, yes. you are doing a really good job. Thank you, Biz. <laughs> Can I say it to you? Yeah, no, that's yours. You are doing a really great job. I'm proud of you getting through that pizza situation. It was the worst. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what was really worst. The, like, what I had done that morning or watching Katie Bell think she could do the claw right. game. Oh, <laughs> have I not taught her anything? <laughs> Guys, Teresa will be back next week, and we will talk to you then. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.